Welcome to Miss Viva Storyteller Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who has lost their voice and want to get it back. I lost my voice at a very young age, and it took me years of pain and hurt to get it back. On this podcast, I will bring you personal stories that will make you laugh, cry, think, heal, and in some cases, propel you into making new and better choices. At the end of each story, I give you my thoughts and I ask you probing questions to make you think. No one is perfect and no answer is wrong. So let's get started. Yes, today I am so thrilled. I have someone who has been following me and been listening to my podcast since the beginning. I call her my number one fan. And this is Michelle Hall, and I am so thrilled that she is here today. Michelle and I, we go back, and one of the things about Michelle and I is we were at a a meeting, and we didn't know that we were at the same meeting. And years later, a couple of years later, um, I saw her at a meeting, and I went to hug her to thank her for being my number one fan. And then her and I started talking and we became friends and everything. And then we realized she was like, I think you were at the same meeting as I was years ago. Isn't that amazing how God will put people together? You could be in the room with someone and then years later, find out that you were at the same place. So anyway, I am just so happy to have her here. So Michelle, please tell my audience all about Michelle Hall. Hi, Ms. V, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, I love, love, love the podcast. I love the stories. You make me laugh. You make me cry with some of your stories. You are just an awesome storyteller, and I'm so honored to be here. Uh, I am Michelle Hall, and uh, a little background on me is um, I work in the uh, accounting field. Uh, that's been my formal training. Uh, I've worked in accounting, audit, and budget, and I'm currently a a budget manager at a local college. And um, that's my um, that's my formal training. My purpose work is life coaching. I am a certified Christian life coach. And I work with women who are still dealing with uh, negative childhood experiences and helping them get to discover who they truly are once they can heal those wounds. And that is my passion work. And um, it is my it is my hope and my goal to be able to do that on a full-time basis here in the very near future. And I have my own podcast that is a companion to my company, which is The Esteemed Life. And I started that podcast back in October of 2022. And it's just been a wonderful journey. It took me a while to get to that, which we'll probably talk about here later on. But I am so excited to be a podcaster Uh, a life coach, and doing all the wonderful things that God has me doing right now. Oh, I am so thrilled for her. I was on her show, and let me tell you, we had the best time. She made it so comfortable for me, and I'm telling you, you all should go and listen to her podcast, and we'll talk a little bit about it um, later. Um, We'll tell you a little bit more about it, but you should listen to it, especially if you're a woman and you're hurting and you need someone to listen, 
or you need someone to hear from that's been through some things that you've been through, you want to listen to her podcast. And I'm getting ahead of myself because <laughs> I love her podcast and she is such amazing host. So I know she listens to, and she's probably heard all of my stories. So Michelle, <laughs> I'm sure it was probably difficult for you, but what story do you want to talk about today? What story resonated with you? Well, you are right. I've listened to quite a few of them, probably all of them, and several of them resonated. But the one that I wanted to talk about today is your story about God's will or your will. Um, that story resonated with me because in that story, you were talking about fear and how fear holds us back from doing things, uh, keeping us out of God's will. And that's such a prevalent issue, especially with women. And so I wanted to talk about that. Well, let me tell you all a little bit about the story if you haven't um, heard it. I When I went back to listen to it, because I have to go back and listen to my stories because there's so many of them out there and I need to remember what I told because I don't tell y'all all my business. I tell you some, <laughs> but not everything. And when I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, this is so relevant to today. The story talks about how I was on a job. I worked in a hospital and I was there for seven years and I struggled working there. There were times I was in a parking lot and I just didn't want to go into the building. And it was becoming so difficult for me. And one day I prayed and I'm like, Lord, what's going on? And I realized that I was not in God's will. What I was doing is doing what I thought that I needed to do out of fear. And I was there for seven years totally and completely being out of God's will. So when I realized that, I start praying and asking God, please help me to be in your will on a daily basis. And although when I realized I was out of God's will, I was still at the job two years longer, but God made it bearable. And I also realized that God will bless you in your mess. Even when you're out of his will, God will still bless you in it until you realize you're out of his will and then he'll help you and that's exactly what he did but I also realized because I was thinking you oh you just need to be in God's will or you know in your work life no professional I mean professionally yes but also in your personal life because I was in a hot mess of a relationship and I know that was not God's will but at the time I didn't know and I called it a whatever ship and I call whatever ships. This is what this is when you don't know what it is. So it's a whatever because I did not know what it was. I was getting mixed signals, and then I realized I was like, "Oh my God, this is not God's will for me to be in this relationship with this guy because he don't know what he wants, and I know God wants better than me." So that's kind of basically what the story itself talks about, and you need to go listen to it so you can hear about me being on the job and about the dude. <laughs> So, Michelle, when you heard the story, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking when you heard this? Well, you know, you were talking about being on a job far longer than you knew you should have been or not in God's will on that job. And I've had that experience as well. Um, for a while, I worked for the federal government and um, I was a military spouse for many years. And we were overseas and I started working for the federal government while I was overseas and then came back uh, stateside and continued federal work uh, on the military installation that is near my home. And 
although the pay was very good, it was like the job from hell. Yes. <laughs> it I was like, you. it was like, oh my goodness, why am I here? And I was on that job at the local uh, military base for how long was I on that job? Probably four or five years. And I knew honestly from shortly after getting into the job, probably within a few months that I was like, oh, I cannot, I just cannot. Um, but you get caught up in, you get caught up in the salary, you get caught up in, oh, things will get better. You get caught up in a lot of things and you try to push through it and be like, oh, it, it'll be okay. And those are the things that I thought. And, but it never got better. It got worse and worse. Uh, my, my supervisor was, uh, you know, a narcissistic type personality. And it was just the worst, like the worst job experience I have ever had. And I probably stayed longer than I should have because one, mainly because of the money, I got yes. paid really, really well. Yes. And, you know, you, I, I got to a point to where I was like, um, do I, do I need this money or do I need my sanity? <laughs> and, um, I, I came home and I was still married at that time. And I talked to my husband and I was like, look, I've got to do something different. I was like, this is not working for me. I'm not happy. This is not, this cannot be what God has for me to be doing. And I ended up leaving that job, taking a job with a significant pay cut, but I was so much happier. Yes. I was so much happier. Um, so, you know, all, all money is not for you. It's not always about the money. And it's always, it's not always about um, being in a higher role, a higher job, um, because God has work for us to do in different places. And Although I took a position that was um, lower in pay, I had much more influence on that job. I was able to uh, reach people and just um, do different things that I was not able to do in the other job. And when you get to the other side of things, you look back and say, why did I stay so long? Yes. Why did I quit? And um, so, yeah, I, I just didn't want, I didn't want to leave because of the money mainly and I didn't feel like it was what was in God's will for me. And so that was uh, a big part of what resonated with me in your story, just staying on a job, uh, feeling like that's what we needed to do. But I'm so happy that I was able to transition out of that. And yeah, it probably should have been sooner. Well, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because they paid me very well. And I think that was one of the reasons that was one of the reasons why I stayed as long as I did is because they kept making things more enticing. You right. know, they gave us bonuses and all that. And I think that they knew, you know, that it wasn't the best place to work because working in the hospital is very stressful, mm -hmm. but they made it so you can just change and go to different departments. So it looked like they had a high, you know, they had a very low, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, Tur they turnover, had, right? Turn turnover, yes. They had a low turnover. That's because you could change and go from different hospitals or different branches or whatever. But after crying in the car enough times, I'm like, just like you said, money, peace of mind, money, you know, <laughs> do I... 
And I was like, I need my peace of mind. And I did just like you. I went to a job that was, um, it didn't pay as much, but I had more peace with it. But I did need to make money. So I had to make another change, but I just needed to get out of there. And that is so, that's so important. Sometimes you have to put your mental health absolutely in front of cha-cha-ching. Yep. <laughs> and that's what you have to do. So is there a, is there a story of something that you did outside of work? Because like I said, we talked about, I, I talked about personal, but there are also times in our lives when <laughs> we stay in something too long that's not our professional life because I went professional and personal with that mess. I'm sorry, he's not a mess with that gentleman. <laughs> well, um, I I was married for 27 years. And um, I chose to end my marriage uh, several years ago. And that was, that was a situation where I think we, we both knew that there were issues in, in the marriage that we needed to fix or work on. And I think we just got to a point, or I think I just got to a point where it was not working and we wanted completely different things in, in life. He was going left, I was going right. And you try to hold on because we had a son that was uh, still in, in the household. And and I didn't take my, my vows lightly. I didn't get married with the expectation that I wouldn't be married forever. And so I, I didn't make that choice lightly, but I also know that it was probably long overdue. Um, so probably stayed a little longer than I, I should have, but there, there again, fear, you have fear of what, um, of the effect that's going to have on, on, on your child. You have fear mm -hmm. about the effect or the, uh, what, what are people going to think about you? You've been married for 20 plus years. You, you guys can't make it last. Um, I had fear about being a single woman because when I got married, I was 21 years old and I was still living with my mother. I had never lived on my own. Not that I didn't think I could do it, but right. just fear of the unknown, fear of something different, fear of being able to take care of myself fully and completely. Um, and so there was a lot of things that was going through my mind that kind of keeps you in things a bit longer um, than you probably, than I probably should have been. Wow. Do you think that fear was the leading choice? You know, fear of all the things that you said that made you make the decision? Or was it one of those things is like, okay, he's not going to change. I'm trying to make this work, but he's not putting forth. Or was it a combination? Because sometimes fear can be like the lead in something, but there's other issues, but fear is the leader of it. And if we probably didn't have the fear, maybe we could work on the others, the other issues. I don't know that fear was the leading cause. Okay. I know that it was a, it was a big reason for me staying as long as I did. Like I said, I, you know, there was fear about a whole lot of things, What what were people going to think, you know, how was it going to affect my, my son, but there were so many underlying issues. I had a lot of underlying issues um, um, that I had started to deal with from my childhood and from the marriage. And 
I just really came to the conclusion that we were just not the best partners to each other. Okay. Uh, I, I was not the best for him. He was not the best for, for me. We had different goals in, in life and I didn't want to hinder him from doing the things that he wanted to do. And there were things that I wanted to, to pursue that I didn't feel like he would support me in. And so I just felt like it was the best thing to end it. You know, this reminds me of a story that I wrote. You probably heard it when it was like growing out of, when you grow out of things, sometimes you just grow out of it. And it's like, okay, I'm over this. I'm too old for this. I can't do this. And you just grow out of it. <laughs> it's not that you've done anything wrong. It's not, you just grow out of it. Right. But for, I know that you really like working and helping people, you know, that have ch childhood traumas and, you know, that's gone through a whole lot of things. What is it, what is some advice that you would give to someone who you clearly see is operating in fear that you, I mean, you could just, that person is scared of everything. And I used to be, I'm delivered, praise the Lord. But what would what advice would you give someone who's, you know, their childhood traumas were so much that they are fearful of everything? That's good. That's good. Because I was that person as well. Um, I, you know, I, I had a lot of uh, different uh, childhood traumas and experiences that just led me as an, an adult to be fearful of so many things. Um, you know, I was afraid, you know, I grew up poor, so I was afraid of being broke. I didn't want to be broke, you know, I, so I wanted to work and, and do this. And, um, you know, I didn't have my, my father in my life. So I was, you know, looking for love and all those types of things. So, um, someone who is, someone who is led by fear, I, my advice would be, to get someone, get into counsel or get into coaching with someone and open yourself up to, uh, to talk about those experiences. My experience was that I internalized so much. I, I didn't talk about things. And Amen. Um, <laughs> Same over here. Amen. I, I, I didn't talk about things. I internalized. I felt like I was a master uh, in internalizer, I had the look on the outside that everything was good. You know, I was, I was working, I was coming up in my field, you know, I had my, my family, I had my son, everything looked good on the outside, but I was a hot mess on the inside. And I, I didn't have anybody that I felt like I could really talk to and share these things. And when I got into counseling and began to just open up and just allow things to be verbalized, just talking, I don't even think my counselor really did much else with me. He just listened Listen. <laughs> because I had so much stuff bottled up inside that I had never spoken. And so I think that's a big thing for people, especially for women we internalize, we carry the weight of the world yes, and, um, we are so busy uh, nurturing and taking care of other people, either our families, you know, if you're married, you're taking care of your husband, you're taking care of your children, you're taking care of your parents, you're, you're, if you work, you know, you're taking care of things on, on the job, we end up at the bottom of the list. And I just did not have anybody to talk to. And I felt like 
I also felt like from fear that if I did, folks would be like, what you, not you, you know, because I had put on that, that face, I had put on that, that facade for so long that, um, I was fearful of people getting to know, oh, well, I'm really jacked up on the inside. I'm not, you know, I'm not as put together as you might think I am. And so I think that's a big part of it is that we, 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 we need the outlet. We need to be able to talk it out and be able to get it out. That is so huge. That was um, one of the best things I could have done was to get someone where I felt comfortable and safe with that I could talk these things out. So that would be probably the biggest piece of advice that I would give someone operating in fear is to find someone that they can talk to and they can share what their fears are. Because a lot of times our fears, they feel real to us, but they're really kind of ir- ir- irrational. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you kind of need somebody to talk that through with so that you can kind of see what it is and how it may not be what you think it is. You know, for me, um, I, I went to counseling uh, myself. I went to therapy um, myself. But one of the things that I had to do and God had to share with me is I had to face my fears mm-hmm. because what I did was I took something very small and I made it into something huge. I made it into a giant. And I remember God had led me to David and I was reading about David and him and Goliath, you know, and how he went and he just faced him, you know, he just faced it. And now when I have that, that anxiety or that fear or whatever, I just go and like kick the door in what, I mean, what, what, you know, I, I, I try to do it even with my procrastination. I'm like, why are you procrastinating? What is the fear behind it? Why don't you want to deal with it? And then I take the time and I process the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, if it's, if it turned out bad, oh, well, God, you just going to help me. You know, so I think that is such great advice to go and find someone to talk to, because if you don't get to the point where you can face the fear, it's always going to taunt you. It's always going to be there. So, and when I went to counseling, you said, (laughs) when you went to counseling, you don't think she didn't talk it. The first thing I did was bust out crying, literally bust out crying. And she was like, oh my God, (laughs) oh my God. I, and she had to pray for me because I was so full because I, like you, internalized everything. And I don't know if this happened to you, but what happened to me is I started to have a lot of stomach issues, Mm. Uh, major stomach issues because I worry and just absorbing and taking all that. My body couldn't take it anymore. It was like, okay, I'm going to break down on you until you get some help. And that's what I did. I broke, Mm. you know, and I got sick and I had to realize that it wasn't just my body, but it was also what I was doing to my body, meaning worrying, internalizing everything. So I, you know, and I know that at the end of my um, podcast, I always ask questions. So we're going to talk about these questions um, that I ask at the end of the podcast. So, and your answer and I'll answer. Um, so the first question, and we're talking about right now, not in our past, we're going to answer this question in the present. Okay. Are you working or in a relationship that you know, should not, that you should not be in? If so, why? Well, I am not in a relationship (laughs) at all. So (laughs) that's a no go. (laughs) 
I am happily single. And uh, so I don't have any issues there. But um, as far as work on the professional side, as I said, when I, uh, when we first started, I am still working full time in my uh, pro professional uh, training as a budget manager. And I'm not really, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I, I know it's time to do something different. And I am, I'm waiting for the signal from the Lord for when it's time for me to move. I'll just leave it like that. Okay. So, so um, yeah. But where you are, do you feel like is, because I feel like sometimes that we can be in God's will for a particular time. And then what happens is when that time is up, we get out of God's will when we continue to stay there. Yes. So and I, I do believe when I started, that's this, the job that I'm in now is the job that I got into where I said I took a pay cut and um, everything was fine. I was, I, I felt like it was what I was supposed to be doing. I was learning a lot. I was, you know, it, it was fantastic, but here the last few years, things have, I felt like things have been shifting. I felt like, okay, you know, it's time for me to do something different. It's time for me to do something else. And I know myself well enough to know that when I'm feeling like I, I don't want to go to work because this is just not what I want to do. Um, it's time for me to do something different. If I'm not excited and I'm not talking about skipping out the door excited, but if right. I'm not excited about what I'm doing uh, on my job, then it's it's usually time for me to do something else. And I'm I'm feeling like it's time. You know, it's it. I'm glad you said it the way that you said it because um, a couple about two years ago, I've been doing freelance work, and I was on this particular. Uh, I took this contract. I think it was like two years ago, and I was working there. You know, it was extra money coming in. And I believed at the time that it was God's will for me to be there because I was there to I was there to help the owner of the company because his books and all his stuff was a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And so I came in and I cleaned up everything and I was there for a while. And it didn't bother me so much because I had time to write. I had time to work on my podcast. I had all this time because the work that I did for him, it would come in waves. So there was times when I had down times, but then there was times when I was really busy. So I liked it, but I was, at the time, I believe it was God's will. Now, there also came a time when I knew that it, my timing was getting up because of those feelings that you were talking about. How you like, mm, things are changes. Like I dreaded going in. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I, you know, I'm like, oh my God, God, I could be doing so much more for you and, exactly. and all that. And I felt like it was, but God knows me. He knew that I would try to stay there as long as I could until I knew what God's next will was for me and then that was pushing me out of God's will because when the time was when it was like God said okay this is it I would have continued to stay but God made it he was like no 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 you're not going to do that this time and so I continued to stay in God's will because the contract ended and then I was able to move into something else mm -hmm. or to stay in God's will so but for me that was I almost um, was working 
out of God's will. I almost, and I knew I shouldn't, it almost happened, but God made so, so it didn't. So in, to answer number one for myself is it almost happened that I was, <laughs> <laughs> it almost that I was working and I knew I shouldn't have been there because God had already revealed to me and let me know it was coming to an end. So, yeah. So the next question is, do you allow fear to make you do things that you shouldn't do? Currently, you know, I would, I would love to be able to say no, <laughs> but, um, you know, fear is a powerful thing. And even if it comes up, I mean, I, I think is, I think it's going to come up. I think it's all in how we respond to it. Mm. I think it's going to come up. Um, and I think being in God's will often, uh, pushes us outside of our comfort zone. Yes. And that can be a scary thing and fear can keep us from, from doing that. So I don't think I have anything going on right now as we speak, but something that is uh, very recent where fear was holding me back is actually starting the podcast. Mm. And, um, you know, that had been prophesied to me back in 2020. And, um, I was very fearful of that. It wasn't that I, I doubted God's word because I, I believed it to be true. I doubted myself and I was fearful of myself mm. and my capabilities of doing that work. Um, I was fearful for several reasons, but for one of the main reasons I was fearful is because, you know, when I was growing up, I, I used to stutter really bad uh, as a kid. Okay. And that was something I'm like, I am not getting ready to get on this podcast and be stumbling <laughs> over these words and sounding crazy. I'm you like, were Moses when God told Moses to listen to that God. I Moses know. was like, but God, I stutter. I came in front of Pharaoh stuttering. <laughs> and I was like, oh my Lord, I cannot do this. And I'm like, mm. so <laughs> that was a big fear of mine, to be honest. And so last summer of 2022, I actually hired um, a speech coach oh, okay. and I worked with him for six weeks and he is the absolute best. Um, we have the same last name. And so I, I refer to him as my, my brother from another mother. And he was so <laughs> patient with me um, because even though I signed up with him, I was very re resistant. And he he immediately noticed that. He was like, you had walls up. He was like, girl, I didn't know if you were going to get through something <laughs> or not. Because, you know, when I'm entrenched in something, I'm entrenched. And I'm like, mm. but I'm like, okay, I already paid this money to this guy. I'm like, I'm going to have to make this thing work. And um, there was a point in that uh, coaching where he was truly challenging me to get through some, some things. And I was so frustrated and I was like, I'm getting ready to quit. I'm not doing this. I don't care if I paid you. I don't care. I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh it it's funny now because, um, we actually still talk. He, he has a podcast too. And, um, so, you know, we, we keep in touch and everything. And, um, but I'm so glad that I went through that program because he was able to help me. First of all, he helped me to realize that my speech didn't have to be perfect. Right. That was, that was huge for me because I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist. 
And uh, he was like, Michelle, it doesn't have to be perfect. He was like, everybody don't speak fluently 100% of the time. He said, that's just not how it is. So that was very helpful. Um, and he just built my confidence up. He had me do various exercises uh, with my voice. Um, I did some various readings and re recordings and just a whole lot of things. And he was just able to help me uh, gain the confidence in my voice to be able to move forward with this podcast. So it was shortly after that, that I launched my first e episode. That was my last assignment with him was to launch this podcast. So, wow. So I am so excited that, yes. I, that I chose him and that he was very helpful and he helped me to get over that, that fear through, um, through his, his coaching, his support and also through prayer, because I knew it was something that I needed to do. And I said, I am not leaving 2022 without this podcast being launched. Um, so and that was something that was very recent in, in the last year that I was able to overcome. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad. I am so glad that you did too. And I didn't know that, but I think that is a, that is so amazing how God had you to take the, the, the therapist go to speech or, you know, to, to the gentleman to help prepare you for the podcast. But, you know, one of the things that I myself, um, well, for me, God, I was writing stories before I had my podcast. I was writing my stories because God had me, I was doing a whole lot of writing before my podcast came to life. And I had like all these stories of things that happened to me. And one of the things that I, I used to take speech too. And I have um, issues sometimes with put, putting endings on words mm -hmm. because I get so excited. And sometimes I don't put endings on words. So when I start the podcast, I knew that it was two things that was going to bother me. And one is the gap in my tooth because that's why I took speech because I couldn't say certain words properly. Mm -hmm. That And then the fact that when I get excited, sometimes I don't put endings on my word. I'm like, people are going to think this girl don't know what she's talking about. But I don't care anymore because I'm not perfect. And I realize that you are not perfect. And that people that listen, you know, they like you because you're real. You're down there. You're the norm everyday person. If you are one of those perfectionists, they probably would not be your people. And they wouldn't be my people because I'm imperfect, you right. know, every day. And I strive to do better. You know, I'm conscious of it and I try. But when I mess up, I'm like, oh, well, y'all just laugh it off. You know, I didn't put the ending yeah. on that word. Yep. You know, I'm just human, just like you. So my, I would say, I'm going to answer the question now. Do you allow fear to make you do things that you shouldn't? There was a time that I did. Sometimes, but if I catch it, then I put a stop to it. Because usually I'll do it out of what people are going to think, the fear of what someone is going to think. And as soon as I'm like, why are you doing that? It's because of what somebody's going to think. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Nope, that's not what I'm supposed to do. So I, I face it on a daily basis. Let's just say that, you know, the fear of doing something that I don't want to do because of what somebody's going to think. That would be my best answer for that. And but um before I um have you to tell us about where we can find you in and all of that, what is the 
biggest piece of advice that you would give anyone that has childhood trauma, that has dealt with childhood, see, I said the word wrong, childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, my biggest piece of advice would be if you haven't dealt with it, to deal with it. Okay. I like um, that. Because we, like I said earlier, we internalize so much. And oftentimes we don't realize that when we are internalizing these things that they truly affect how we live on the daily. Um, when we're holding on to things that um, creates various emotions in us, um, there's like, there could be uh, shame, there could be guilt. Um, you could be holding on to un unforgiveness. You could be, you know, you could have anger issues and those things show up in your day-to-day -day life and you may not even realize one you may not even realize that you're doing it and two it's not truly who you are and I I just I just really think it's important that people deal with their traumas because it has a significant effect on how you live daily and it takes a toll on your mental health that's that's why I ended up going to counseling because uh, truly I felt like I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown because I had internalized so much stuff and it just got to be such a huge burden. So I encourage anyone who has unresolved uh, childhood trauma, or if you haven't dealt with it, haven't really faced it to really just uh, deal with those things and to acknowledge the the way that it made you feel and, and how it's making you feel and live currently. That was something that I dealt with, like part of my, part of my childhood issues, which I, I know a lot of people grow up poor and that's not in itself a, a terrible thing, but it was something that drove me as I became, you know, a young woman to where I didn't want to live in poverty that's, it was not what I, I wanted. So when I got married, that was something that I talked about a lot with my husband, money, 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 we need to save, we need to have a budget, we need to do this. And, but he didn't grow up that way. So it wasn't as important to him. And that was um, a real point of con contention for us early on. And up until we were making enough money to where we didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> but um, so Things that happen to us in our childhood, whether good or bad, influences how we live, you know, as, as we get out in, in the world. And oftentimes when you have negative experiences, they're, they're going to affect you in a negative way. Wow. The reason why I ask that question is because, audience, I want you to hear from someone who's had childhood traumas. And so if you are looking for a podcast from someone who's actually been through some things, you need to go over and listen to her podcast because she has guests on the show. She also shares personal things about to help you. She gives you tips, you know, she gives you advice, but she also shares her trauma so that you so that you won't feel alone. So if you're out there and you are struggling and you don't 
have anyone to talk to, but you need to listen to someone to help you, go over to her podcast. She's going to tell you all about it, where you can reach her, where you can find the podcast and all of that. So Michelle, please tell us because I don't want anyone to struggle if they don't have to. Absolutely. Uh, well, my podcast is called the Esteemed Life Podcast, and it is on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, iHeart, Spotify. Uh, you can find it in all all of those places. Um, you can also access the podcast through my website, uh, which is livetheesteemedlife.com. Um, you can reach out to me at Michelle at livetheesteemedlife.com. I believe Ms. V will have all those things in, in yes. her notes. And um, yeah, that's where that's where you can find me. Perfect. I will make sure everything is in there. And please don't struggle, you all. You know, that's why um, we have podcasts out there, you know, because there are people that are dealing with so many different things and they don't quite know what to do. But if you could just click a button and listen and find out what the next steps are or just to get advice or just to not feel like you are the only one podcasts are great so I want you to go out and support um, Michelle Michelle did not tell you all and I know this that <laughs> Michelle is going to be she's going to be an author soon there's a book coming out I was a part of the first anthology and she is now going to be a part of I believe the third isn't this the third one it so is she, it is the third one so you all need to be looking out for it's called living in the key of joy is that correct volume three volume three yeah okay so I was in living in the key of joy volume one so you need to also look out for that <laughs> So thank you so much, Michelle, for being here. I love having you here. Oh, and also I was a guest on her show. So if you look it up, if you go and you listen to the podcast, look for the one that I was in. I believe I was your first or second guest. You were my first guest. <laughs> Yay. Okay. <laughs> so go and look out for that. So thank you so much, Michelle, for being here. Thank you so much, Ms. V, for having me. And before we uh, leave, I'd just like to let you know that I have for your listeners a free self-love journal that I will make available. Um, we will figure out how to get that to you. I think she'll, uh, I'll have a link for her to put in the show notes where you can download a free self-love journal to help you in your um, uh, how you can show yourself more love. Uh, that was Part of the series that Ms. V was on on my podcast, I did a four-part series on self-love in the month of February of 2023, and um, it was a great series, and Ms. V was wonderful, uh, a wonderful guest, and um, so I just wanted to share that with your, your listeners, and yeah, that'll be available. Okay, so um, I'll make sure I have it in the notes. And also, if you miss it or whatever, just um, contact me and I will get you to make sure that you get it. So thank you so much for taking care of my people. Thanks. And just one more thing. I do want, I do want ladies to know that you are not alone. If you are, if, if, if you're suffering, if you're struggling and you feel like no one will understand, no one has experienced these things that I have experienced, we are all we all have had a variety of experiences and you are not alone. I felt like I was, I was the only one dealing with the things that I was dealing with. But as I, 
as I evolved and learned more and talked to more people, I've learned that so many people are struggling with things by themselves. And you don't have to do that. Ask, ask for help, get help. There's help out there. Uh, I, I have a coaching program that you can uh, find out about on my website, or you can seek counseling. You know, counseling is not a terrible thing, but get the help that you need to get through these uh, struggles. We, we do not have to struggle. There's too many resources out there now for us to be struggling with these things. I love that. I love that because we shouldn't suffer in silence. If we need to, we need to go and get the help that we need. So thank you so much for saying that. And thank you for being on the show and even the journal, you know, even just being kind enough to offer that to uh, my listeners. So thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I pray that this episode has brought some joy to your life and you have learned something about yourself. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. And for more information about Miss V the Storyteller, you can visit my website at MissVTheStoryteller.GoDaddySites.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.